seconds. Okay. But, um, so we went down to Legends. Uh, <laughs> I've already told this story, but uh, Kevin can kind of chime in on this. We went down to Legends, NBA Top Shots. It's like NFTs for the NBA. Uh, they have moments. It's almost like a, if you think of trading cards as a moment, but it's a video that's an NFT, so it shows that you own it. So uh, we kind of got into this community last podcast. Uh, go back and listen if you haven't and want to know more about it. And um, it was it was surprisingly fun, really fun. A, a watch party at Legends. Um, every quarter they would give a do a giveaway as you know you'd win a pack of these moments which two packs um, each pack has three cards or three moments I call them cards so I won quarter one quarter two and quarter three so I won six packs that's a total of how many cards is that six times three help me with with my math here 18. So I won 18 moments. I haven't, I haven't received them yet. Um, I'm hoping to do a video with you guys. So you guys can kind of see a guy was opening, um, some tonight. He, he had a LeBron James moment that was worth like $250. I've seen some on the marketplace go for 180,000. But anyways, at these watch parties, uh, if you own a set, which is an entire jazz team of a season, then you get entered into these raffle prize tickets. And um, unfortunately, me and Kevin don't have a set yet, but there are other guys that did. And they won. Uh, there was two Carl Malone jerseys. One of them was purple. One of them was white. I mean, legitimate jerseys. Then a uh, guy won some shorts, black shorts with the like city edition. Um, I believe they give away tickets on occasion. Um and then they gave away a bunch of different moments. I want to say 15 plus is my guess. But uh, had a fun night, you know, probably 10 guys there. And it was a close game. So we were all kind of screaming at this big screen TV in in Legends. And uh, we met somebody from Finland there tonight. And uh, I don't want to go into it too, too in depth because uh, he seemed... Not standoffish, but I don't know if he wants to be known too much. But uh, he was a point guard with Larry Markkinen over in Finland. So it was kind of weird when he came in. Like, you could tell he wasn't with top shots and kind of sat off by himself. And then as the game was going, I said, hey, are you a Jazz fan or a Kings fan? He said, Jazz. He's saying other stuff, but I couldn't hear him. So I, I went over and started talking to him. And it's like, yeah, we run a Jazz podcast. We have people from, you know, Finland and... We had one from Nigeria, Uruguay, and he goes, oh, that's funny because I'm from Finland, and he had a pretty heavy accent. Like, oh, sweet, what? why are you here? He's like, just to watch the games. Um, I know Lowry Markin, and I was his point guard on one of his teams, and our, our, our families are friends. It's like, oh, this is sweet. So we, we kind of uh, met one of Lowry's uh, teammates, and I was trying to ask him what team it was, but honestly, I asked him his name and I couldn't even tell you what his name is. He he just said, "Call me Jay." He was one of his he was one of his childhood friends. He played ball with him growing up. Childhood friends, so it was pretty cool. And then he he eventually warmed up to the group and actually stayed probably till the end of the third quarter. Um, he said his flight was like twenty four hours, so 
He's going to the game tomorrow night where Miami is in Utah and then Sacramento is in Utah. So he's here for two games just to see Lowry. And I said, oh, are you meeting up with Lowry? And he said, oh, maybe. And so I think he, that's the point where I just kind of stopped asking questions because I felt like he didn't really want me to know more in on that. But the point is we had a great time. <laughs> at this watch party. I think the next one's in February. So if you guys want more information, uh, if you want to get into this collecting, it, it seems like a really cool community. One of the guys there dropped 50 grand on these uh, these moments. So definitely it, it uh, it's like a, it feels like it's the stock market a, a little bit, but it's a marketplace community you can't really trade the cards me and kevin were saying it would be really cool if you could trade these cards but it's more like a marketplace so anyways let's jump into the game this <laughs> herders clutch three man let's start there because that clutch three doesn't happen if we get one rebound we had multiple chances to get a rebound and we lost this game off of a rebound which is pretty symbolic of what this Jazz team is all year. We are only a game behind Sacramento. This would have made us tied with them, but we can't get a rebound. Um, the positives from this, um, and I've already said this to you guys on Twitter Spaces because I wasn't recording, but this was the ninth game Lowry Markinen scored over 30 points. Uh, he scored 36 points tonight, and that's a career high. That's the most times he's ever had a... 30 games in a season, which we're not even halfway through the season. Um, gets sh Shoots pretty effectively, 16 for 24, um, and then one for seven from the, the three-point line. But it felt like they kind of switched the game plan up where he was getting more shots in the second half, which I, I like because I feel like it doesn't allow the other team to key on on your hot player, especially especially if he's hot in the first half. Um, at least that's kind of what the feeling was with Coach from the last interview. And then uh, Kevin, I'll I'll pass the mic to you after this. But Clarkson had a really efficient night as far as his shooting, eight for twelve, scored twenty five points on twelve shots. That's got to be one of his most efficient efficient nights uh nine assists two steals only two turnovers four rebounds like if we could get that from Clarkson every night and it's crazy because we've been saying this you know if we can get more shots shots from Lowry and get Jordan about what he had tonight we're gonna win and <laughs> the last two games we've had that and haven't won but uh Kevin I want to go to you and get your thoughts and then we'll pass the mic to uh Armani and Dallin. So, um, me and me and Monty were talking about this the other night. I think the most impressive thing about Clarkson tonight was he played some defense tonight. Um, it wasn't great, but he he was staying in front of his guy um, because he wasn't tired. He he wasn't dribbling the ball all over the place on offense. He was moving the ball. He was catching the ball, couple dribbles, passing it. Um, you know, I, I can handle this, Clarkson that we saw tonight, you know, he only took two threes. He missed them both. He realized his, his shot wasn't falling from outside the three. He didn't force it. Um, if I get this JC every night, I, I could maybe stop hating him every night, you know? <laughs> um, 
Um, also, I do want to uh, give a little shout out to Nervous Nod, a new listener tonight. He is actually a Sacramento fan. So we do have a Sacramento fan in the house tonight. So I do want to make sure we uh, thank him for joining us. And hopefully uh, we can get some time um, to hear from him because uh, I do think we had a great um, game tonight. Um, Sacramento has had a great season so far this year, and I'm really excited to maybe hear from him um, and kind of his take. Um, Kevin really went off tonight. Um, I haven't watched a lot of Sacramento games, so I don't know if Kevin is having one of those seasons or if this is kind of a special night for him. Um, so we'll give him a second. Yeah. To, uh, uh, if you want to go ahead and request Nervous, we'll give you a chance to, to yeah. uh, chat here in a second. We'll um, pass the mic to you next just because you're a Sacramento and – uh, if you want to, don't feel yeah, if obligated. You want to, if you don't but want to tap it, that's cool. Just give us a thumbs up, and we'll and we'll move, we'll move on to Dallin or or Marnie. As uh, far Marnie. as as far as the Kings, though, like we were saying, I I believe in the third quarter, three of them have twenty points. So uh, Sabonis finishes with twenty eight. Herder leads the Kings with thirty points, hits six three pointers. And De'Aaron Fox finishes with 24. Other than that, you had Harrison Barnes with 10. Nobody else scored in double digits. So it was really those three guys that that took it to us. Um, as far as the Jazz, like I, I, I felt like we played a pretty good game. Conley had 17. Uh, Kessler had 11. Olenek only had 5. And Sexton had 9. Malik had 9. Like I feel like we were moving the ball um let's check turnovers is what i felt like hurt us again you know, i was just gonna say this i'm looking at the stat sheet when did sabonis have seven turnovers because i didn't see him turn the ball over seven times maybe i'm crazy but i don't feel like he turned the ball over that much like i'm sure he did but i didn't think he was that bad with turnovers. well and he had that bum thumb the the fractured ligament but i think it was hard yeah. for us to <laughs> kind of pay attention because we were we were rooting for certain scores so that we could win uh top shot giveaways <laughs> and different prizes so i don't know if we were too uh totally tuned into the game but as far as turnovers as a whole the jazz had 13 which isn't bad and they had 15 so i just felt like when we made runs and and we're catching back up and gaining that momentum we'd have some bad turnovers or you know, something, and then they, they would go back on and get on a run. So I'm going to pass the mic over to Armani. It looks like the Sacramento guy um, already left, so we scared him off. Um, also, um, new guy in, welcome. Uh, uh, hitting the high note, a fellow uh, podcaster, welcome in. Welcome hitting high. Welcome hitting high. How we doing, guys, man? Uh, I'm not, uh, you know... I can't complain too much about this game that happened. Um, we played a great game. It's not too much that I can necessarily complain about. Um, I feel like we we found we found the groove between Lowry and JC. I yeah. think this is a perfect. I think this is the perfect way to be able to um, use both of them when just making just Clarkson just choose his shots a little bit better, give him a little bit less shots, and let Mark let Lowry you know get, gain the confidence. That he uh, that he deservedly should have, um, we would have hit. We would have won this game if Lowry had shot the three ball the way anywhere near the, you know the capacity that he could. Even if he shot about forty percent, we would have won this game. Yeah, he only so, hit. He went one for seven tonight. He was one for seven. 
one for seven, and a couple of them went just went went um in and out. So I, I'll tell you what, this game has shown me that he most definitely could be a possible number one option if he you know continues to just um hone in on his game because of the fact that he the three ball wasn't falling and he did not it didn't deter him from going out there and scoring, especially um him getting thirty six and. I, it was at one point he was shooting like thir- 13 for 14 inside inside of the three-point line. Um, it was insane just watching that, you know, transpire. Um, JC, I just think he just played a very beautiful, very smart game. Um, Conley, Conley played, you know, I have some grace with Conley. But for the most part, he controls the pace of the game, and that's what we most definitely need. But his scoring is just... Uh, yeah. Yeah, Conley had a few passes where it was like, what? Who? I couldn't even tell who you were passing to. There was a guy in the yeah. corner and and Vanderbilt. It's like, where were you trying to go with that? For, for, for me, for me, Conley. I think on the offensive end of the ball, it, it was okay. I think he did well. I just, man, he couldn't do anything with Kevin or Fox. They just ate him alive. When those two were in the game and he was forced to guard either one of them, we were screwed. They well, were scored every single time. Every time. See, I don't see that's not the typical backcourt that we, that that will just go against in the in the, you know in the league. See, you have De'Aaron Fox who could just burn anybody on, you know, him running downhill. And then Hurt Herder is shooting the hell out of the ball right now, like for the you know, for the entire season. He's just he's letting it go. It's, it, it's almost like reminds me of like Clay. Um, back when Clay was kind of healthy and, you know, he was able to pop off his feet a lot. Um, so I can't really kill Mike Conley for that because it's just like, eh, those are two, that's a that's a difficult backcourt to handle. Regardless, it's like, it doesn't really matter who's sitting there trying to, who's really sitting there trying to guard them. There's an issue. That's why they really, you know, really um, as successful as they are because that backcourt just is, it's unorthodox to even deal with. Um, so yeah, I can't really say too much about Conley's defense on that. He played as good as defense he, as he could have pass, possibly played, and as much as um most guards in the NBA can play, because most guards in the NBA can't really play defense like that anyway. If, if truth be told, so that's yeah, fair. that's fair. That's a good I, point. I, I look at uh, this lead tracker, and it was almost like the other game we lost the other night, where we were leading the whole game. I mean, Sacramento was leading the entire game their biggest lead was 10 there's 11 lead changes but uh yeah i can't be mad at either because in the fourth quarter that's when it tightened up and we really gave ourselves a a chance um i felt like it was a different strategy with waiting and using lowry till the end really there's a dead spot within the fourth quarter and i've noticed i've noticed um the pattern we played extremely bad in the fourth quarter. That's our worst quarter. Is not is not like it's by a landslide. And this game in particular, there was like a good three, 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 three to four possession um, space of time where it's just like nothing was really going like offensively. Like the ball wasn't really moving the way it should be, and Lowry wasn't really being involved in any of the actions. So it just made the offense a little funky, and it it allowed. Sacramento to get um I, I know I know they scored twice I, I don't remember if they scored a third time but they scored twice within that time space and you, you know when that was don't you it, mm-hmm. it's when it's when coach had to sit Kelly and Mike 
because right, it was a foul right, trip. Right, 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 right. There you go. Yep, yep. When there, those there two go. sat, the ball stopped moving. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, mm-hmm. it's really sad that when we don't have one of those two in the game, and JC did much better tonight than normal. And so I, I want to give him credit for that. But when those two went, did both down with foul trouble, and you know, when those two came back in, when we saw those two come off the bench, that's when we went on the run and the ball really started to move. Um, but yeah, that that stretch from like the what was it, the ten minute mark in the fourth to like the six minute mark in the right, fourth, there you go. Yeah, we yeah, struggled. Yeah. Right. Those two were yeah. on the bench. Yeah, there's a few big plays that stand out to me. Like obviously, Clarkson misses another free throw, which would have tied the game. Um, we don't get two rebounds, and then the one that just kills me, and this was actually one of the points I was paying attention, is they get a. a a transition like almost a fast break off of one of our made free throws like how does that happen how, how is our transition defense that bad that you can't get back on a, a made free throw of your own team um so that that play bugged me probably the most but um i feel that marketing i i had this thought before tonight's game like in the beginning of the season we were questioning can he be a number one you know maybe a number two maybe number three I think he's learning how to be a number one and is understanding what it takes Um, and I think this year is more of a year for him to figure that out and then next year will be the year that he really takes it to another level Um, but but these last few games are awesome by him like it's exactly what we've been asking for and wanting and to armani's point you can't really be disappointed as a jazz fan because you can see the growth this team has um first year together they're learning new things new offense new coach i mean we're competing with these teams and i I still think we're going to make the playoffs but it hurts when you feel like you know these these games are so close and a yeah, we, few we we games that's just like uh eh, but we, we could have we most definitely could have won that again. Yeah. This game this was a definite we could we, we should have had won this game, especially how we was rolling in um in the third quarter. It it was looking good. Um but I, I don't I don't know I don't I I can't really pin my hand on what happened. I do know there was a time in the game where I was really hoping that Kessler was in the game. Yeah, the fourth quarter. yeah, so like the when we needed the rebound game. at the very end. <laughs> right. oh, yeah, yeah. Uh. yeah, like um, I don't. I, I see the trade happening now. Vandal, Vandal's the odd man out. I like him, I really do. But he's the odd man out. He's too because iffy. Kessler's he's not. He, you don't know what you're gonna get from him every night. Yeah, and, and Kessler's so we taking minutes away from somebody like Kessler. Right. So it's just like, eh. Well, I'm going to, I'm looking at the game highlights. I see an interview with Will Hardy. Dallin, I want to get over to you and get your thoughts. I know that you were driving and watching the game, so we appreciate your commitment. Yeah. Before you do that, I guarantee I know what Will Hardy says. What? He's going to say, I feel like we played really well. I feel like the boys played really hard. You don't expect to shoot 25% from the three-point line. Is that you know, what we, we shot? Better, yeah. If we shoot better from behind the arc, we win this game. 
I guarantee you that's what he says because that's what he always says when we shoot. Yeah, and and I'm starting to question a few decisions by Hardy. Uh, I'm gonna give him a break just because it's his first year, and I, you know, like players, I think he's figuring things out and will able be able to figure it out by year's end and next year. But um, yeah, I, I'm always interested in what the coach says and what their perspective is, kind of, you know, what they're telling the team at timeouts and and halftime and at the end of the game. So. Dallin, get ready. Start requesting, baby, because the mic's coming to you after Har- Coach Will Hardy's done. So uh, let me cue this bad boy up. Sabonis, man. Sabonis, I love Sabonis. He's one of my favorite big guys. I think he he's almost like a Kelly Olynyk, where it's like just stuff goes unnoticed that just he completely changes the game. What's wrong with my internet? Is it because I'm streaming? I can't play a video? Come on. I really got to upgrade. Here we go. It's loading. It's just a little slow. Down, have you requested yet? Oh, down left. Guys, this isn't working. Just a tough, a tough finish. I thought our guys hung in all game. <laughs> Credit to Sacramento; they played very well. Kevin's right. Um, another rough night for us from behind the three-point line. <laughs> for some guys that are very good shooters. I thought our guys stuck with it, continued to compete the entire night. Um, to be able to come back and take the lead there late, I thought showed a lot of resolve from our group. And, you know, it hurts at the end. You're one rebound away from potentially winning the game. And I thought our guys got their hands on the ball. It got knocked loose. Uh, I didn't think it was for... Come on in, man. Uh, I didn't think it was for a lack of effort, but sometimes those are the breaks of the game late. And that play, those late plays are always the ones that you think about the most because they hurt. But um, there's always things that go on throughout the course of a game that we can do much better to maybe not be in that situation at the end where you need things to all go right. So I'm glad we get to bounce back and play tomorrow. Um, But I think... You know, our group has continued to show toughness throughout the entire season. I think there's a lot of positives again tonight in our play. And as far as the three-point shooting, I think that's something that will turn around. I I like the threes that we took and the guys that took them. So, um, yeah, that's it. Both teams shot incredibly well in the fourth quarter. What did you... Yeah, I think we executed well down the stretch. I thought guys had good spacing. We um, executed a variety of different things, both on ball and off ball. And the guys did a good job of taking what the defense gave them. Uh, I thought Sacramento did a good job of trying to take away threes in general. And that allowed for our team to drive the ball a lot tonight and get a lot of stuff at the rim. And I thought the guys 
did a good job of that. Lowry made a, a couple tough ones for sure, but you know, for them, I thought their guys made some tough ones as well. I thought Deer and Fox made some tough shots, um, but I, you know, I'm not upset with our defense on him for him to have 24 points on 24 shots. Uh, I thought, you know, Sabonis obviously hurt us getting into our body uh, in the lane, getting to his left hand. That was. Uh, you know, kind of consistent throughout the game. I think that's one thing that we could have done a better job of was, you know, defending him in the lane. But that's why he's an all-star caliber player is, you know, he's really tough to guard. He's very physical, has great footwork and good touch around the basket. Um, you know, Herter hit a couple tough ones as well. They're a good team. They're uh, That's a really good offensive team. They're well coached. Mike does a great job. So, um yeah, that was, uh, you know, if you're a fan, you love that fourth quarter. A lot of shot making going on. But, um, you know, I'll have to go back and watch the film on our defense. You know, I thought we can do a better job getting through the screens, but Savonis is a great screener. Um, you know, De'Aaron Fox hit some tough ones for sure. What's the message um, after a game like this where, you know, you got a couple of times, a couple of pockets where they threatened to run away, you got to stay with them, stay in the game. Yeah, it's number one, it's just meeting head on that it is tough. And it's it's healthy that they're upset right now that we lost um, because they, they poured a lot of energy and emotion into that game. And I thought they, they really played hard. You know, I think it's about maintaining our approach. It's about maintaining our togetherness as a group, understanding that the NBA, it's really hard to win. And when you play good teams, it's especially on the road, it's hard to win. And sometimes it, it does hurt at the end. But like I told you guys, I told them that it's not just those last two plays that are the reason that we didn't win the game. It's, uh, you know, there's stuff all throughout the course of the game that we can do a better job of as a group. Um, I thought, you know, for the most part, we did a good job in transition. But the ones that hurt are when you you score a basket and they get out in transition and they immediately get a layup. Um, you know, for them to only have 13 transition points, I thought our group did a pretty good job tonight of getting back, but, um, you know, we can, we can always be better in that area. But the message in general is, you know, there's nothing we can do about this game now. And it's about us regrouping and getting to the game tomorrow in the right headspace. Um, coming with a, a good collective mindset again uh, because we play a, a good Miami Heat team. When Mike picked up his fifth foul, it was right after he had a couple of really good possessions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that hurts. Um, you know, Mike's gotten a terrible whistle the whole season on the defensive end. He's... Uh, I think he's competing pretty hard, and a lot of those bang-bang plays just have not gone his way so far. So, you know, he's he's maintaining his composure. He still doesn't have a technical in his career, which we're working on. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's always tough when you have to take out a guy who's one of your most important players when he's in a rhythm. But there's a lot of times you guys have seen throughout the season that I'm happy to play guys when they're in foul trouble. 
But when you have five with 10 minutes or nine minutes to go in the game, that's a long way to go, especially when you're guarding deer and Fox. So um, we tried to hold him out at least for a couple more minutes, but um, you know, that that's why we're a team and we rely on our depth. And I thought Colin played pretty well tonight as well. So um, everybody has to step up in those moments when we do have foul trouble. behind the bench and we understand and the players understand that in the moment they think that it's not a foul but when we look at the monitor it's on our staff to determine what has the chance to be overturned and what doesn't um, you have to really be correct for the play to get overturned so we that's where we have to separate the emotion of the moment that sometimes the players have and just tell them like I understand but we're not just going to burn our challenge to burn our challenge. Lowry's a beast. He's big, strong, athletic. He got downhill. He did a great job as a screener, um, getting into the pocket, getting on the rim. He did a good job cutting. His teammates looked for him. I thought he played very physical on the offensive end, um, which was uh, really great to see and then once he got into rhythm he hit a couple of those two point jump shots over the top that he works on a lot got his jump hook a few times in the lane I thought it was a you know a, a, a sign of great growth that in a night when he doesn't have his three ball going which he's relied on a lot that he's still able to come up with 36 points so um I think tonight is really just a reflection of the work that Lowry puts in every day and, and his growth as a as a scorer. All right, I think that's enough from Coach. That goes for like another two minutes. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think the, what stood out to me the most, and then, Dallin, I'm going to pass this mic to you, so you better be ready, son. Um, what stood out to me the most, what Coach said, is it's a healthy – lot well I don't know if he said these exact words but it's a healthy loss uh like it's healthy that these guys are feeling it and I think that sometimes you do learn more from losing than winning um I kind of feel like that's where the jazz are on this losing streak it feels like we haven't won for a while but I feel like it's it in the long run will be healthy for this team to realize that they really need to make these these big time plays and, and lock in for an entire game. Um, obviously the rebounds at the end stand out the most, you know, one rebound away from a win and we didn't get it. So if you can make an extra play, that's, that's the difference in a game. And so um, as a coach, I think um, sometimes it is healthier to lose games that you probably shouldn't have won like I know we were in a position to win that game but it, it almost felt like it might have benefited the team more that we lost by one point so Dallin I made you a co-host man you should be able to just take it away if you're ready if you're not I can go to some other stats but we really want to hear that that voice 
You want to join us? You're welcome to speak too. The voice of a god. Yeah, hitting high notes. Yeah. If you want to say something, uh, go ahead and we request. Always, we always love to hear from other uh, other potters. You know, hear your takes. Other experts. You can make some. You can make mis. Oh. This is Coach Mike Brown said after the game. You can mistake some of these regular season games for playoffs just with the energy they bring. Is he talking about us or them? Um, I feel like he's been doing that all year, Sabonis said about Fox. That's what he does. He's been clutch for us all year. He can get any shot he wants, and he's been making the right read every time. I do actually... Oh, someone requested. Here we go. Here we go. Dallin, you, you there, buddy, huh? Yes, I am. Uh, shout out to Hitting High Notes. I listened to his pod the other night. He had uh, a guy from, I think it was from California, and they were uh, bouncing trade ideas off. And he's he's all about the tank, so him and uh, Kevin went <laughs> definitely hit it off. Oh, I'm um, about to go and listen to his cast now. Yeah. He's going to be my he new one. I think tank, <laughs> no, baby. A few of our guys for, the, for Westbrook and... Uh, to a couple of Lakers first rounders is what they were bouncing off that idea of. But anyways, um, I did not know Lowry Markinen was capable of this game. I, I don't know if this is something that he can do night in and night out, but um, I feel like if it was a game that Clarkson shot 20 plus shots and Lowry shot just barely 20, that we probably... Uh, don't even have a chance in this game, in my opinion. So, I think it if the the shot distribution does go this way, that uh, will be the games will look like this. That we'll have a shot in, in any game, and especially if Lowry is this aggressive. Like I didn't know that. <laughs> He could just go dunk on anybody all the time. Yeah, that to, dunk. Yeah. That dunk was yeah. filthy. I think he had like three dunks in a row in the third quarter or something. The Kings announcers were even just like, my mm-hmm. goodness. Like, they were talking about losing, Jad losing Donovan Mitchell. And, they're, and then Lowry did those three dunks. And they're like, well, and then they got Lowry marketing doing this now. So... <laughs> It, it was. It's just a pleasant surprise. I, I you know, I, it's a loss, and it's a loss for the tank. And I, I don't know. I, I would love to see us make the playoffs. And if you know, I just want to see the direction of where the franchise wants to go. So if we're going to be trading Vando and a couple of guys and getting assets, and for either players that are going to push us in the playoffs, or if we're just going to trade them for assets so that we take more i don't know i'm for either one of them but yeah i, I think to see a direction <laughs> i think we're getting closer to a direction and we were discussing at legends even with the other guys like if uh i think the mutual uh feeling is if if something doesn't happen by the trade deadline as far as a trade or move uh i think a lot of fans are going to kind of be ticked off unless it's you know keep this team in tank the Jazz tonight took their first lead of the game at 94-91 with 10-13 left in the fourth quarter. Um, and this is the first time the Jazz dropped to 500 for the season. So 
Um, I believe we're 19 and 19, and <laughs> we are abysmal on the road. Utah is 7 and 14 on the road. The one good thing about it is we have the easiest schedule um, of the entire NBA for the rest of the season. So if we want to win, the chance is there. Um, if we want to make a trade and maybe tank, I think the chance is there. I think we're all just sitting there waiting to see what happens next. Like we're not mad that we're losing. We're not mad that we're winning. We just want to know what direction we're going in. And I think that's kind of in the beginning of the season, we were all excited that we were winning and, you know, we're glad and, and surprised, but uh, yeah, we, we, we all just want to know what direction this is heading. Um, I'm going to end this podcast because I'm getting up early in the morning to hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Let's give, uh, let's give um, hitting the high note a chance to speak. He requested. Okay. Let's do it. Hey, no, thanks. I just, uh, I usually like to lurk because, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I, because uh, beginning, the beginning of the season, the Jazz were like what, 12 and three. And I was unhappy for about a month, a month and a half because, I don't know. I saw, I saw this Jazz team, and well, I think they're good. This is my worst nightmare for the Jazz to be five hundred. I just I wanted to say I appreciate you guys doing these shows because, for me, it's hard to see the 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 force through the tree sometimes. And even when they were good, and like I don't think these losses are bad. I just think you know everything has been okay for the Jazz this year. So I just appreciate you guys putting out these where I can kind of hear other people's thoughts about where they think this Jazz team is and how it changes. Um, you know, every week, uh, week in, week out. So um, uh, that's basically what I wanted to say. I mean, you know, the Jazz are 500 right now. Um, I want to say thanks for listening to the episode, too, because, yeah, we did the trade episode, and uh, Logan Cox, Dragon Squatch, and I uh, recorded a new episode last night, and we said the same thing. Like, the hard part is it's like, God, what are the Jazz doing? You know, like, mm-hmm. what are they doing? Uh, you know, like, I, I kind of hope that Danny Ainge – had a plan and like the 12 and 3 start didn't change his plan like i hope that like he was going to stay i assume in tank mode the whole time and that um uh even if the jazz are 500 by by the trade deadline that he decides that he doesn't want to be a 500 team so um either go make that trade to you know try to be a top three team in the nba or make trades to um uh, you know make your draft position better for the next two or three years so anyways but i appreciate you guys for bringing these on because it's always good to hear people with opposing views uh so i can kind of learn and figure out where the the pulse of the nation is you know yeah yeah we appreciate you jumping on too i i think a lot of the times people with other podcasts don't want to collaborate which i actually like because i think it grows both of our shows or um, and, and you get different opinions, even going to the watch party tonight. I think you kind of get a different feel and you don't get stuck in the same rut. But, uh, another thought I had while you're talking, like maybe, maybe the plan was to win in the beginning to drive these players trade value up and then make another trade and tank the, the second, uh, part of the season. I mean, we're right there either way we want to go. We're not very far off from being one of the worst teams in the West, but you know, if we really want to make a push, uh, make a trade, then we can go that way too. So it'll be interesting to see which way we go. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to end this. I'm going to end it with a Lowry Markinen interview. It's like three minutes, 51 seconds. And uh, I'm going to show you guys the cool t-shirt that I got at the Top Shop 
event or top what are, what are they called top shot top sh- <laughs> i need to go to bed uh shot. top shot there we go the moments i'm gonna share the 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 uh t-shirt that i got um i think if we really started building the community around that it, it, it was super fun and that's kind of the idea we have with the podcast is to be build a strong community it'd be fun to have some watch parties um, with different podcasts and basketball podcasts and just be a, a big fan base that uh, uh, celebrates and vents and cries and does all the things that fans do together. So I'm going to end with the Lowry Marketing interview from tonight's game, and then we will see you guys. Ooh, ooh, I, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do one tomorrow. That's going to be tough. New Year's night, I probably won't do it, so uh, we'll if see. You don't do one, if you don't do one, me and Dallin will. Yeah, you guys could do a space. Um, I'll, I'll bring my computer to Vegas just in case, but I don't know what our plans are for New Year's Vegas, night. So. Baby. Vegas, baby. It'll be my first NFL game, Raiders versus the Niners, so I'm really excited. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll just jump on hitting the high and we'll talk about tanking and I'll go to bed happy. Yeah, that's fine too. Yeah, yeah I'm hitting high on. Yeah, it'd be a blast. I would love that because I would love to talk about how I think Danny Ainge's pride and stubbornness is getting in the way of us getting a trade. Okay, all right. I like it. I like it. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, 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 I'll hit you in the DMs. Yeah, 2023, baby. It's collab time. <laughs> Peace out, babes. Okay, we'll see. I'm, I'm playing this interview if you guys want to stick around. If not, I get it. It's 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 midnight, and I'm playing an IBM commercial. How do I skip this commercial? Come on, IBM. This is a joke. Presented, and this show is presented by, I, I might get in trouble for this, actually. IBM, let's create smarter ways. Let's create. Jasketball Podcast. Is that last shot, or is it the not being able to get the defensive rebound that sticks out more? I uh, always remember the last last shot, and, but it's the rebound that we should have gotten, and especially with I had two hands on the ball. I know somebody hit something. I think De'Aaron got his hand in there or something, but I had the two hands on the ball and then somehow lost it. And so obviously big, big play by Herder after that. So give credit to him and their team. They play well, but that was a tough one. It's hard coming away from this road trip knowing that it was maybe a few missed Something just happened to the audio. Yeah, that's the NBA. Uh, I thought we had to. I know we didn't play our best game in San Antonio, but we were close to getting that one too. So, a couple of things go differently. We're three and zero on this trip, and so it sucks. But it's the part of the league, and we have another chance tomorrow. So, we look at the film from this game, and we get better and try to get one more. Aside from Ben Lowry, uh, did you see this guy all over the place, uh, Demontis Sabonis? 
Their audio is sucking right now. It's not on my end, guys, I promise. It's NBA.com. He's been he's been great. Obviously having a great year leading the league in rebounds and uh, just obviously he's been an all star before for a reason. He's playing great basketball. He's he can do a little bit of everything. Just rebound and push, facilitate. He's a really good passer and obviously he can score the ball too. So he's having a great year and uh, it's fun to go against those guys and uh, wish we could have come up with the win, but uh, we get another chance with them in a couple of days. Obviously, it's disappointing to have the result the way it did, but just getting out back and forth the fourth quarter was like, that fun to play in now when you get your training buckets like that? Yeah, we should have got, got a couple stops. Uh, but yeah, it's, a, it's always fun to play those close games. That's why we play basketball. Uh, being in the clutch moments and just trying to do whatever we can at the end, trying to win the game. But, didn't go our way today, but it was a fun game to be a part of. So. What did you see on the final offensive possession for you guys? You know, what are some of the things that you feel that you could adjust? Man, Sacramento, your audio needs some work. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, I got to be better. I just yeah, I I think coach threw up a play to get me in a good spot. Uh, first, again, De'Aaron Fox gets... Uh, his handle the ball. I think I had a good look there. Shoot over the top of Barnes from like ten feet, eight feet, and uh, but then second one. I think just I know we I had four seconds. I could have gone to the rim. I, I thought the angle wasn't the angle wasn't there, and thought I had a decent look that at a shot that I've been working on and uh, shoot all the time and felt good at coming out of my hand. <clears throat> Made a couple shots before that, but. Just didn't go my way today. Man, you could tell he did not want to talk <laughs> to the the uh, press on that one. I, that reminded me of his. Win that game so badly. Yeah, that that last shot that he had, I thought he got hit on the elbow, and it didn't yeah, get called. Call yeah, so. Uh, that was tough, but um, go Jazz. We'll see you guys next time, and uh, looking forward to the collab with hitting the high notes. So, Wait, good what's n- your first name? Is it Hugh? How are you? Hitting high notes? Sorry. It's, uh, it's who? Who? All right. Thanks, yeah. who? No, no, thank you. Uh, Happy God. New Year, guys. Okay, we'll see you guys next year. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Bye-bye.